Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we dive into the mess that is Ukraine, the potential mess that might be Taiwan, all of that big geopolitical related issues. What is going on? What is likely to happen going forward? And why should you care about the situation in Ukraine if you're busy? and you haven't been able to pay a lot of attention to it, you see it on the news, you know it's a significant story, but I get it. Uh, there are a lot of different things in any given day uh, that you might have to be in charge of. Much less serious stuff. My kids are getting out of school early today. As soon as I finish this, I'm running to go pick up my two youngest boys from school. Uh, and then I've got potentially three basketball games to take my boys to tonight uh, that they're playing in. So I get it as a parent how every day can feel a little bit chaotic and maybe you're in school, uh, maybe you're younger, you don't have kids yet, but you're still wondering, okay, what in the world's going on with Ukraine? Why does it matter? Why should I care? Those are very valid questions. So let's start right here. Uh, Vladimir Putin senses weakness in United States leadership and in global leadership and he believes that now is the time for him to try to reclaim past glory in Russia. Okay, let's think about this from a psychological perspective. Vladimir Putin considers the collapse of the Soviet Union and Russia losing the Cold War in the late 80s, the Berlin Wall coming down, the collapse of all of Russia's land, and the collapse of the uh, USSR to represent a fundamental failure of Russia's historical legitimacy. And so, as a former KGB member, Putin is all about reclaiming Russian homeland and Russia's sphere of influence. So, we were talking about this earlier, and Buck and I had, uh, I think, a pretty good discussion about this in the larger context here. A lot of what you have to deal with when you're dealing with a guy like Putin is this is not playing a traditional game. The motives and motivations of someone like Putin are different than what a rational actor might be motivated by. In other words, let me take a step back. In the United States, if there are financial constraints on a business, on a state, on a government, those are significant penalties because we're a capitalistic organization and in general, the goal of capitalistic organizations and of a capitalistic government is to expand the overall pie of available assets for all of the people involved. And that's why capitalism is and remains and I believe always will be the foundation of all global success, right? Growing the pie constantly, if you study uh, history, capitalism has lifted more humans out of bondage, more humans out of extreme poverty, than anything ever in the history of the world, okay? And so, we behave in a rational, Western-based focus with the idea being, hey, 
if we levy these significant sanctions on Russia, they're going to change their behavior. Well, you just saw that Vladimir Putin effectively thumbed his nose at the idea of sanctions. Why did he do that? Because he doesn't respect Western authority and he doesn't fear Joe Biden. Now, some people get mad at me. The reality, in my opinion, is Putin was afraid of Trump because he didn't exactly know what Trump was going to do from one moment to the next. Trump was the uh, poker player who might be bluffing at any point in time. And Trump convinced Putin that if he invaded and tried to take Ukraine, and I think he did the same thing to Chairman Z in uh, China, that if they made an effort to go grab Ukraine or Taiwan, that there were going to be significant consequences. There was not the belief that Joe Biden was willing to take the same tack. There was no fear of Biden. And these autocratic leaders, these authoritarian dictators in many ways in China and in Russia, ultimately fear consequences from other people that they believe might do them ill. And that is what Trump represented. And again, one of the big problems that the blue check marks have, and we had Trump on the show Tuesday, I'd encourage you to go listen to the full hour because it was an interesting conversation. But one of the real problems that the blue check marks have is explaining why Vladimir Putin didn't do anything to Ukraine for the four years when Donald Trump was in office. And why, relatively speaking, China was very muted as it became uh, in relation to Taiwan while Trump was in office. But as soon as Trump is out of office, my concern, and if you listen to the Clay and Buck show, I started saying this months ago, is that my concern was China and Taiwan, uh, China and Taiwan and Russia and Ukraine that Russia and China might enter into some sort of relationship whereby China nodded and didn't really go against Russia when they took Ukraine and Russia did the same when China took Taiwan. That that was going to be a dual-fronted war. And if you remember, Putin traveled to China, to Beijing, for the opening of the Winter Olympics and he waited until the Olympics was over and then he unleashed holy hell on Ukraine. And right now, the question, there's so many questions surrounding Ukraine, but one of the most prominent ones is, how long will the Ukrainian people fight and what sort of significant casualties and consequences can they bring to bear against Vladimir Putin? That's the question. But how did we get to this world where after generations where effectively there was no major invasion of one country by another country, suddenly we see Russian tanks rolling across the borders into Ukraine. We've got Russian uh, planes flying in, dropping bombs everywhere. What is taking place that we have created this recipe for this to occur? And I believe ultimately it is rooted in weakness from Joe Biden that was directly connected in many ways to what happened in Afghanistan. Whether or not you want to believe it, everybody can have different theories. When the United States pulled so disastrously out of Afghanistan, when we left everything behind, it made many people question the strength of the United States and our management acumen. And so right now, Vladimir Putin and Chairman Xi in China 
They sense weakness with Joe Biden and this administration. And some people say, well, how in the world are you even going to talk about this? Like, why in the world would you even say anything negative about Joe Biden? I believe that Joe Biden is right now on pace to be the worst president of our lives. I think worse than what Jimmy Carter has accomplished. If you consider Afghanistan, if you consider right now what's going on in Ukraine and may go soon, unfortunately, on in China and Taiwan, you consider what's going on with the murder rate in our country, uh, with the border having more people coming across it illegally every year uh, so far with Biden than it has any year before, and you also contemplate the failures of COVID and 7.5% inflation, what has Joe Biden touched that has worked well? What is better right now? Regardless of how you voted, Democrat, Republican, uh, Asian, Hispanic, black, white, gay, straight, male, female, what out there is better in the United States today than it was a year ago? I can't think of a single thing. Maybe you can argue that you've got a small measure of uh, recovery in terms of the stock market, right? Stock market's up a little bit compared to where it was when Joe Biden took off took office. It's come back down over 10% so far this year, but had a decent year last year. It's probably the only thing you can point to. Stock market, S&P 500, not a total disaster there. And thankfully, the stock market seems to have come back a little bit in the hope that this Ukrainian incident is not going to last forever uh, and not going to spiral into a larger conflagration in Europe involving NATO, involving Western Europe. Uh, how exactly all of this is going to play out ultimately comes down, I believe, to weakness. And I believe our failures in Afghanistan combined with the failures that we are seeing domestically right now, 7.5% inflation, murder rate skyrocketing, border a sieve uh, at the South, and everything surrounding COVID simultaneously, all of the tension, all of the feuding is creating a huge mess, a void of leadership that is being taken by, uh, by totalitarian, autocratic leaders in China and in Russia as an opportunity to expand their sphere of influence while the United States' own sphere of influence is declining. That is what I believe the consequences of American foreign policy malaise actually represent more danger for people around the world because the United States is not at its apex status. And when that happens, other people are going to take advantage of perceived weakness. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now, save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. Now, I don't think that's uh, not being patriotic, right? Some people out there saying, oh my God, we've got Ukraine being invaded. How can you be anything other than patriotic? Well, I don't believe that patriotism requires mindless agreement with whoever is in a position of power. Our leaders right now in the Biden administration, I believe, are making a lot of very poor choices and their weaknesses that have been exacerbated over the last 
16 months or so are being taken advantage of now by Putin and potentially by Chairman Xi in China. The most significant detail that just came out of that Biden uh, teleprompter reading and then taking questions afterwards was when he was asked about his relationship with China and whether he was asking China to help with Russia and he chose not to comment on that. You can go watch that video uh, up on my Twitter feed at Clay Travis. That suggests, as I said earlier, we know Putin and Xi were in Beijing together for the start of the Winter Olympics. We know that Putin waited until the Winter Olympics ended to officially begin his invasion. We know that there is some form of rapprochement, some form of allyship that may be existing right now between Russia and China. And so that makes me wonder whether a dual-fronted battle may be soon on the horizon with Taiwan. Some of you may say, why do we care about Taiwan? Taiwan is a much bigger issue than Ukraine, frankly, because Taiwan is where most of our semiconductor chips come from. Uh, Democratic island off the coast of China in the South China Sea. And right now, China is starting to fly airplanes over Taiwan to send a message that they consider that to be Chinese airspace and they consider Taiwan to still be a part of China. And so we have long had in the United States a policy of strategic ambiguity as it pertains to China. What does that policy of strategic ambiguity actually mean? Well, it means that we don't actually say what we would do in the event China decided to invade Taiwan. Are we going to send troops there? Are we going to send aircraft carriers? Are we going to see send airplanes, ships, materials? We never say. And as a result, there is a looming potential conflict here as China potentially expands. Remember, China took Hong Kong and there was virtually no pushback. Now, they took advantage of, uh, of the Hong Kong situation in the midst of COVID as everyone around the world was focused on their own internal domestic squabbles. And that is the biggest issue that I see right now. We have been in a war of ideas with China for the last decade or more in a significant fashion and most people in America didn't even notice. Most people in America weren't even aware when it became a big deal about whether the NBA would allow its players to speak out against Chinese genocide. That was a big deal because we're in a battle for ideas. And United States citizens who are NBA players are very comfortable ripping the United States to high heavens, but they won't hold China accountable. When Hollywood studios decide to change storylines such as uh, whether or not there are villains from China, when they are willing to change entire plot points to try to get their movies on in Chinese theaters, when China is reaching its long arm outside of China and policing what people are saying on social media when they are in school in the United States. China is policing what their people are able to say when they are stretching outside of the bounds of their own country and trying to remake the geopolitical world order, we have failed because China for a decade has been punching us in the back of the head and they've been exploiting our social media and they've been using our social media to tear us apart internally in this country. While they rise, they've been pulling us down and most people haven't even been able or willing to recognize what is actually going on inside of China. So, 
We have now reached the point where China and Russia both feel emboldened enough to reach out and try to expand their geographic reach in both Taiwan potentially and certainly right now we are seeing in Ukraine. Question is, how long is Ukraine going to hold out? Are any of these sanctions going to have any kind of consequential and significant impact? Uh, if you look right now, uh, President Biden said just now, this is according to Peter Hassan who works at foxnews.com, uh, no one expected the sanctions to prevent anything from happening. That's what Biden just said right now. On Sunday, Vice President Kamala Harris said the purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. And so if you look at where we are trending right now, I hope that this is going to end sooner rather than later, but I'm not sure why we should have any confidence at all of what's going on. And I also believe this is significant. Most people in the media told you, including Joe Biden himself in his campaign, that he was the safer choice. They told you that if Joe Biden was in charge, that America would be under less danger because they were the adults in the room. That was a lie. Donald Trump made America safer. Now, he sent mean tweets. He wasn't always behaving in a presidential fashion. But he made those dictators in Russia and in China take note of what he might or might not do. Look at what he did in Iran to Soleimani when he just wiped him out. Trump was willing to take aggressive action to protect American interests. And it was hard to predict exactly what he might do. As a result, Putin and Z respected and maybe even a little bit feared what Trump might do because they didn't know what the decider's ultimate choice would be. Ultimately, that's what the president is. He is the decider. Everything comes down to the choice that he makes. Okay? And there was a legitimate fear in China and Russia that if they got too far out of line, there would be severe consequences for what they did. And now there is not that fear. Power can be strong and apparent and clear, but it can also be silent. And there is a difference between physical strength and mental strength. And you have to stand up to these dictators and make them fear the consequences of their actions. You have to draw bright lines and say, do not cross here or there will be severe consequences and they have to believe it. It's clear that sanctions were not a big enough threat to Vladimir Putin to keep him from invading Ukraine. He analyzed all of the threats economically and determined that they weren't severe enough to keep him from invading Ukraine. Now we have to hope that this thing doesn't spread beyond Ukraine, that sanity can prevail, I give credit to the people in Russia who have decided to come out and protest against this war with Putin. They have real risk, they do, the opposition does. To speak out against Vladimir Putin in Russia requires a tremendous amount of bravery. Look at what happened to Alexei Navalny who was now and still remains in prison 
poison. They tried to kill him for speaking out against Vladimir Putin. Okay? That requires great bravery. I give credit to them, certainly to all the people in Ukraine and also now in Taiwan where they have to be incredibly nervous about what might happen with China. Uh, I give incredible plaudits to everyone who is willing to stand up and fight for their homeland. And I hope that this situation resolves itself sooner rather than later with as little bloodshed as possible. But right now, my concern is not just about Ukraine. It's that things are going to spread and that Taiwan is also going to become on a, uh, a, another front of invasion and that China is going to make that move. Uh, so, I uh, want to tell you right here, uh, as, uh, as I am uh, finishing off the show, uh, that this is, beyond a shadow of a doubt, a huge mess. I want to thank the people at 10,000 for all of their uh, fantastic product that they have uh, plastered along to us. Uh, they have got great workout clothes. I do, I try, you know, I'm in tremendous physical condition, right? I try to get a good workout in four or five days a week, and I use 10,000 gear when I do so. I absolutely love their uh, shorts and their shirts. Very versatile in terms of being able to hook up. And right now, 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase at 10,000.com. Enter the code Clay15, that's my name, Clay15, to receive 15% off your purchase. That is 10,000.com with the code Clay15. Get hooked up today. Again, these are amazing shorts, amazing shirts, great workout clothes. If you're trying to get hooked up with the best possible workout clothes, make sure that you do it. Again, go to 10,000.com, enter the code Clay15. That is 10,000.com with the code Clay15. I appreciate all of you. Encourage you to go download uh, the podcast, listen to us talk about the Ukraine situation for most of the show today on Clay and Buck. Also encourage you to go listen to a lot of our interviews so far this week, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it is the governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin, whether it's Herschel Walker. Uh, lots of great discussions so far all about Ukraine uh, and more. I appreciate you. I am Clay Travis, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the show.